0: Mm Welcome. Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 37 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East Side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States. This episode uh, continues a conversation about the 10 assets that Shepherd has identified as essential for our neighbors to thrive. Today we'll focus on the importance of a personal relationship with God, what we might call spiritual health, and why physical health is so important to functioning in a variety of settings, including school and the workplace. Um, Jay, the first of the ten essential assets that Shepard has identified is faith in a personal God who provides purpose and guidance and is foundational for hope. Jay, how does, how does faith in God relate to breaking free from poverty?
1: So Let's go in the Bible, John, to the fourth chapter, there's a story there that Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. Now, Jesus had a place where people don't go. Jews didn't go. And so they're here talking to a Samaritan and they don't like each other. And he said, he starts talking to her and she's there in the middle of the day, which is really weird. But we begin to understand that society had written this woman off. And so Jesus begins talking to her, and he he's trying to get her to understand some things. And then he says something very interesting. He says, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. He goes, I know. You've been married five times, and you're living with a guy who's not your husband. Now, if you and I tried to do this Tim, at Starbucks, we'd probably end up with a cappuccino <laughs> poured on our head. And so people have asked me, how is that compassion? What, why is this? And I would say, why is this so important to the foundational part of it because so many of our neighbors have bought into the lie that they're so broken that there is not a God that could love them. I've heard many times, Jay, I couldn't come to church. The ceiling came in and I'd say, listen, I've had the structural engineer check it and you can come. But this, this, um, this lie that some folks feel that they're just, if they really knew me, they wouldn't love me. And so Jesus says, let's get that out of the way. And he says that to each one of us. I know you, I created you. And this idea of a relationship with a personal God is hard for many to understand. And it's terrifying for some who fear what that God could mean to them. Authority figures have been abusive. Um, they they've been taught a bad idea that god is this god who zaps people when you're bad and uh, i remember a funny story uh, a leader uh, he was a commander in i in the police department and he and i are having lunch and this lady came over and she said she had a little boy with her she said will you tell him if he doesn't eat his peas that you're gonna arrest him and that commander looked and he looked at that little boy and he says I hate peas, you don't have to eat them. <laughs> and we busted out laughing, and the lady, her eyes were big, and she took the little kid back to the table, and he goes, I love peas. But he said, I hate it when you're making me sound like I'm this bully that's going to zap you. But many people are like the picture of that day, you know, if you don't eat your peas, I'm going to arrest you. If, you. if you mess up, but what we see is a God who uh, Jesus really exemplifies there on the, on the beach with Peter. Hey, Jesus, or uh, Peter, hey, they're out fishing, they've given up, he betrayed Jesus, and he says, here, come here, I'm gonna fix you breakfast. Now, I guarantee you, Tim, I'm not fixing you breakfast if you do what Peter has done to Jesus, but here's Jesus saying, yeah. Yes. And then he says, oh, Peter, do you love me? Let's get back into it. That's the God we serve. That's the God who created the city, and that's the God for my neighbors. He loves them, and he wants the very best for them. And, And so he wants their brokenness, and that they don't have to fear him. Yes.
0: What you're talking about is this radical, revolutionary concept called grace that's changed us and changed the world.
1: Yeah, I think we don't understand it, but that is so instrumental into this first foundation. Yes. That when you have faith, you have faith in yourself. You you have this belief that there's a God who loves you and created you. It gives you that internal fortitude that allows you to be able to move forward. If I know where I'm going, if I know that someone believes in me, how many times in our lives has someone said, you know, I believe in you. You can do this. Yes. And um, it's You know, uh, Tim, you've spent years in the newspaper world, and uh, just recently was the 40th anniversary of this little event called the Blizzard of 78. Yes. And uh, I, I was in Dayton, Ohio, and I got a break. I was a morning newspaper carrier, and I had about 100 homes I delivered to. But for the blizzard, for three or four days, they couldn't get the papers to me, so they didn't print it. Finally, it comes. And I would get up about 4.30 mm-hmm. uh, to go do the route. Um, and and so that first day, snow is over two feet, and my dad wakes me up early, even before 4.30. I don't remember exactly the time. He says, "I'm going with you," and I said, "Oh, really?" He said, "Yeah," and he said, "Just step in my footsteps." And my dad, for two hours, blazed a trail for me in in those snow piles, and that's God. Right. That image still speaks to me. Dad has not long since passed away and gone on to heaven, but uh, his love for his son before he went to work was going to blaze a trail. Um that's what God does for us, and I think that's why it is so instrumental. I'm not gonna dictate it to you, but I'm gonna tell you the hope I have, the joy I have, is because of that. Yeah.
0: Shepherd uh of course is a, a Christ-centered ministry. How does that affect Shape uh Shepherd's approach to assisting neighbors in poverty?
1: Well, we I I believe there's compassion and there's feeling sorry for. Yes. And compassion is of God, and feeling sorry for is a perversion of that. In Genesis, it says God created everything, and it was good.
0: Good, yes.
1: Then Satan comes on the scene, and he perverts that. Life becomes death. Health becomes sickness. Uh, dogs and then cats. No, um, uh, but Satan comes in and takes what was good and makes it bad. And we we see that, uh, that... Because of Christ, the difference between compassion and sympathy is distance. Compassion draws me with you, Mm -hmm. together with you, and connected to you. It's relational. Feeling sorry for is when I drop a quarter in that guy's bucket as I walk by and I keep going. Right. That's not, I'm not help, I'm not making a connection, and, and Christ modeled that for us, and we want to model that here. That if we're going to do this compassion the way God wanted us to, and if the folks are going to see it, they're going to see it in, in relationship, not in program or in some us air dropping help in.
0: So it's implied in the first asset that, that hope flows out of a faith in God. Why is hope so critical uh, in, in breaking the cycle of poverty?
1: Because it's a long journey, and it's a tough journey, and you've got to believe that there is a plan for you to have that life of upward stability.
0: Let's uh, shift the conversation a bit now and talk about the, the second essential asset, which is physical health. Uh, physical health, obviously, is, is important, uh, but why is it essential for breaking, poverty, breaking the cycle of poverty?
1: Well, it can undermine. So for many of my neighbors, it's not health care, it's sick care. Mm-hmm. I go to the doctor when I'm sick. I go to the ER, you know, and they don't understand uh, how they can have health and on all the ingredients. So many of these intermingle, but we want them to have health care. We want them to live healthy. Uh, We, you know, um, a a good friend of mine, someone who uh, my wife and I got to know through our food delivery, passed away just a few weeks ago. Yes. Uh, but his life was much better, and he lived longer than they expected because he had good nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to have uh, deal with his health issues. I think part of it, too, is, uh, is there enough health care and, and facilities in central Indiana? Absolutely. Poverty, particularly in the health side of things, is really about that inability to have access to that or the knowledge how to access that. And so we want to help be that bridge we don't want to be a doctor we want to help connect them to the doctor it's why we're looking for volunteers to help take our neighbors in our vehicle to their doctor's appointments and helping sure they're accessing their medicine there was a young uh not young he was an older gentleman who about every two weeks ended up in the er and our crew went to visit him and trying to figure out why every two weeks he was severe diabetic And so they said, where's your prescriptions? Are you getting them filled? And he said, what do you mean? And so they said, when you go to the hospital, what do they do? Well, they give me medicine. And then I take it until I run out. And then I get too sick and I end up back in the ER. Short story, he couldn't read. Mm -hmm. When he left, they would give him some papers of which a prescription was. But he had no idea what that was. Never been to a pharmacy. And his inability to read kept him from accessing the medicine that could change his life. And so they actually took him to the pharmacy, helped him learn how to do that. And guess what? The 911 call stopped.
0: So Shepard has uh, several innovative approaches to helping neighbors with their health. Jay, talk about some of those, uh, how Shepard got into the healthcare uh, effort.
1: Yeah, we want to be that connection. We want to help them be able to access it. So it's everything from helping make sure that they're keeping their appointments. As I said, we're looking for volunteers that can help us take our families to their appointments and then write them down to make sure they keep their appointments. And we're going to help them get their prescriptions filled. We're going to uh, check in on them and say, you know, we've had situations where maybe someone had surgery, they're home, and they don't know what to be looking for. And so we have a paramedic who is on our team, an Eskenazi paramedic who works in, for the city, but we share him with the city and he's teamed up with our police officer and able to go in and, and help them. And to say, hey, you know what? This is getting a little more serious. You probably need to go call an ambulance and, and or you need to get to the doctor. And, and so we're trying to be that connector and then to work with our hospitals, we have great hospitals here. Eskenazi does a great job. IU Methodist has been very good to us. Uh, we're, we have Community East as well here. And we want to take and if if someone is in the hospital, make sure everything's being taken care of at home. Yes. But then to say what are the challenges, you know, I uh, one of the big things is that they have a hospital built. Yes. To help them set up a a uh, payment plan. It sounds silly and how does this fit in, but we want them to go to the doctors. We don't want them to avoid it. And then we want to help them be able to figure out how to financially pay for it. Uh, medical cost is one of the biggest reasons why people go to payday loans. Mm. And we don't want them to do that. Right. Every hospital has a pay payment plan. They don't always tell you. And so that's where we can come alongside. But we've worked with uh, families, uh, pregnant moms with prenatal vitamins, and uh, unfortunately this area has in some ways third world uh, stats on infant mortality. Yes. And so we're working with moms to know how to take care of themselves for their baby and, and to how to care for their baby after that baby's born.
0: Thank you, Jay. Uh, Shepherds, donors, partners, volunteers make a lasting difference in neighbors' lives every day. To learn more about how you can help, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you for listening. Thanks.